0: The stars are right, and that means it's time for another episode of The Whisper in Darkness. I'm your host, the man from Lang. Thank you very much for joining me today. On this episode, we are continuing with our review of the player cards in the Scarlet Keys Investigator expansion. This is part two of our look at the Guardian cards. We are going to discuss motivational speech, one in the chamber, fighting lessons, and helping hand. There are spoilers throughout, if you care about that sort of thing. If you enjoy what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Before we get started, a quick reminder of how we rate cards here on the Whisper in Darkness. The best of the best get an Elder Sign, while the worst of the worst get an Auto Fail, and the cards in between get a plus one, zero, or Elder Thing respectively. Cards that you build around or cards that are good in one particular deck get a Bless token, while cards that we believe are destined to end up on the list of taboos or simply bad for the big game get a Curse token. Before we get started, I'd like to thank the patrons of this channel for their tremendous support, The Arkham Horror LCG community is amazing, and these people have gone above and beyond to bring you content like these player card reviews. If you'd like to support the channel's goals and see your name on this list, head over to patreon.com, sign up for a tier of your choice, and claim your rewards. That would be awesome. Special thanks to Cole Monroe Tritty for the amazing art that graces the channel, Nicole Fiscus for the Whisper in Darkness logo, and Nate Lost in Time and Space for the intro as well as the overlays. Thank you very much. I couldn't do it without you. Without further ado, let's get started. Welcome back Arkham Horror Fans to our review of the Guardian Cards in the Scarlet Keys Investigator Expansion. We're going to start off with Motivational Speech. It is a free event with a willpower and intellect skill icon. Spirit Trait Parlay. Choose an Investigator at your location. That Investigator may play an ally asset from their hand, reducing its cost by three this pretty much does for allies what Uncage the Soul does for spells, and I played the hell out of Uncage the Soul, and I expect to play the hell out of this card if I'm playing allies.
1: Yeah, this thing's solid. Looking at it, I want to compare it to Uncage the Soul, as you said, and of course compare it to Emergency Cash. So like Uncage the Soul, the fact that it, it gets the ally down in the same action as you playing the event, that's really good. So it's like saving you a whole action there. This card's really good, actually, and um, I think I wouldn't play it unless I was running, like, four or more allies, so I'm thinking, like, Leo Anderson or Charlie Kane, which pictured right here. I also think that's a case in, like, some survivors, like Calvin, for example, because it is a spirit event. Calvin can take this. Because survivors can often run, like, you know, a, a suite of multiple allies. Wow, like, any investigator who, who, who wants to run, like, Charisma could really make use of this. Because allies, there's some expensive allies out there, like uh, Greta. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Tommy Maldoons another one who would uh, oh cuz he profits. He does. Oh,
1: I like that. Yeah, cuz he can like play a guard dog for zero and then when the guard dog is defeated, he can like net money. He can net resources from that. I like that. I like this. This is good. And then on top of it, just to top it off, like I don't think the card even needed this, but the fact that if you've already got your ally slots filled, you can like let a friend play an ally and Let's be honest. Every every investigator deck, well, maybe not every, but a lot of investigator decks want to have allies, and a lot of allies are three cost or more. So you can help your friends with this. Wow, this is really good. <laughs> like I like this card.
0: Yeah, it's also nice that it's actually a little bit better than Uncaged the Soul in some ways because yeah, uh, you can choose an investigator at your location where Uncage the Soul is limited to spells or I believe rituals that you are playing yourself. Yep. The parlay action is nice because it doesn't trigger attacks of opportunity. Exactly. Exactly. It's a, not a, a play; it's a, a parlay, po- yeah. which is a huge boon. And I mean, guardians have oh. a lot of very expensive allies, and oh, the
1: fact that it doesn't provoke. Cheap. Oh, that's that's even better than I thought. Because like, because what often happens is like in the mythos phase, you know, you draw an enemy, and then you're kind of trapped you know because you're provoking attacks of opportunity if you're not ready to shoot the thing for example but like you could just play your guard dog without provoking attack of opportunity you could play a beat cop without provoking attacks of opportunity you could play brother xavier without provoke you know and then brother xavier is ready to take the damage or like tetsuo mori wow this card's really good (laughs) yeah
0: yeah how would you rate this one
1: Um, I don't think I'm ready to go Elder Sign because it's, yeah, I don't think, I don't think this goes in every deck, but this is a solid plus one. This, this card's good. Like if your deck is going to include like four or more allies as card slots, then I think this is totally worth it. And I love how it uh, scales up well in multiplayer.
0: This one gets a plus one from me as well. If you're playing allies, which most decks are, if you're playing expensive guardian allies, which most guardians are, if you're playing this with any of the other ally tech, like calling in favors and stuff like that, uh, you can play an ally for cheap, bounce it to your hand to play another ally for cheap. There's all sorts of tricks that you can do there. Of course, this is one a good excuse for Charlie Kane to go guardian. Now, when I was building Charlie before the set was released... Uh, I tended to lean Charlie as a survivor pretty hard because he needed mm-hmm. the survivor card pool to survive. So I'm glad to see that they sort of have spread out a little bit and given him a reason to explore some of the other uh, uh, other colors that are uh, open to him. But yeah, this is uh, much like uh, Uncaged the Soul before it. This is uh, very, very solid. Uh, no complaints. Yeah. The next card we're going to take a look at is one in the chamber. It's a one-cost event with a combat and agility skill icon, fortune and tactic trait. Fast play at the end of an attack or effect that spends the last ammo from a firearm asset you control. Add one ammo to that asset. You get plus three skill value for your next attack with that asset this round. Thoughts on one in the chamber?
1: So, yeah, I'm, uh, I was thinking about this one uh, quite a bit. I want to compare it immediately to not custom ammunition because that's three xp and that's a lot but extra ammunition extra ammunition costs two it's one xp and it adds two ammo to an asset at the cost of an action i think i actually like this more than that because it's fast Mm -hmm. um and with custom ammunition because it provokes attacks of opportunity so if you run out of bullets you got to spend another action to put to reload and you got to take an attack of opportunity to reload where this, you could just mid-turn, just reload. That's before the plus three skill value bit. Like I'm just thinking if it was just fast, add an ammo, I kind of like it already. Once you've added, once you get XP, I would recommend maybe replacing it with a uh, custom ammo because that's just super good and it's also fast. Uh, or swift reload if you um, have access to that, you know, because it's also fast, but at zero XP, I think this is pretty solid.
0: Yeah, there aren't... Uh, I think this is one of only three cards at level zero that give you extra ammo, the other two being the horrendously expensive Contraband from the Dunwich Legacy, yeah. and Venturer, the uh, ally from the Forgotten Age. And who takes the, up an ally slot. Who takes up yeah. an ally slot. So yeah. that's not uh, viable for most uh, for most investigators. So yeah, fast, you get one ammo, that's pretty appealing if you just yeah. need one more shot. And I mean in the case of the big guns, that's almost that's awesome. Half the fun. half the guns uh, yeah. half the guns magazine as it is, so yeah. that's pretty good. Having an extra ammo at fast speed is yeah. is going to be invaluable, especially if you need just that one more shot in order to take down the enemy that's harassing you suddenly rather than be stuck in that situation where you're like, okay, well now I've got to fight it hand to hand or I've got to fight it. I've got to like take an attack so I can play my other gun. Yep. This gets you out of that jam. Now the, yep. the timing is a little wonky sometimes because you do sort of need that. You've got to shoot it and still have an action left if you want to get that plus three Uh, Attack with the next attack, but you know that's pretty nice as well. It's still pretty good. Yeah, I'd I'd say. Yeah, you know, and that's nice, especially for those those succeed by X weapons like the forty one Derringer, where it's just like, oh, now you're getting a benefit on top of the extra ammo as well. Where uh, depending on what effect you're trying to trigger, I think the what is the what does the core one do? Oh just core one's bonus oh, damage the other bonus one damage. the uh is upgrade bonus is bonus action so which is yeah, which is, yeah i yeah. mean get an extra fast ammo then trigger your upgraded derringer to get an extra action which might actually get you out of the situation that you're in that's pretty pretty nice yeah.
1: i like this card the only the only thing i think that counts against it is the fact that a car, like a card slot is Kind of a lot in Guardians because they don't have lots and lots of card draw. I think that's the the only thing that pulls this down, but I think if you compare it to extra ammunition, I like this card a lot.
0: So how would you rate this one?
1: Okay. So under the conditions that it only works in Firearms, so basically what I'm saying is, you know, this of course deserves a Bless because, you know, all cards deserve Blesses in the right decks, but like I think in a general case that involves Firearms, I think I'd give this thing a plus one actually because... You want to play guns? You're gonna run out of ammo. This is gonna give you a bullet at the cost of one resource and not an action. That's pretty good. Yeah, I'll give this a plus
0: one. Yeah, I was debating between a, a zero and a plus one simply because I mean we've been playing this game for six years and Guardians have survived this long without <laughs> having an extra bullet to, mm-hmm. at the at the waiting. But I think if you're playing if you're playing guns or a gun depending on the gun, this could be half the ammo that you started with, which is, which is pretty good. I think I'll settle on a plus one. I think if you're playing any sort of gun, having that, like even just a copy, I don't know if I'd play two copies of this, but I think one copy just, you know, for those situations where you end up needing that final shot to take down an enemy would be, uh, would be very helpful
1: yeah that being said i wouldn't necessarily include this thinking that you're gonna get the plus three every time because you don't control when you run out of bullets <laughs> you, know, you just and one, and the one thing i do like about this card is that even if you scratch off the bit about the plus three va- skill value it's still pretty good which is what led which is what lands man on plus one in the first place
0: the next card we're going to take a look at is fighting lessons it is a skill with a uh, combat agility and wild skill icon practice trait commit only to a skill test during an attack or evasion attempt you can commit this skill to an investigator's test at any location this is one of the cards that uh, i was fortunate enough to spoil uh, heading into the release of the scarlet keys and uh yeah it's one of the very few if only card that you can commit to a skill test at any location barring you know min shenanigans yeah uh, you know it's if you're tight on deck slots it's either two combat skill icons or two agility skill icons depending on what you need it has the pras- practiced trait which synergizes with practice makes perfect the only sort of downside is I think daring is a viable alternative to this in most guardians who would be if you're not interested in the helping out other investigators at other locations then i'd probably end up playing daring but what do you think about this one
1: in fact i think you've pretty much hit the nail right on the head is that daring is daring is good and daring is is exists so where i think this card gets a slot gets up gets its place is let's say you just want to load up on skill cards and you have your two overpowers, you have your two darings, and you want overpowered number three and overpowered number four, then you can take this. I think this is where that kind of shines. Similarly with manual dexterity. If you're looking for manual dexterity number three or manual dexterity number four, then I think this is where that shines, because just the fact that it's effectively two combat or two um, agility icons, I think that's not bad by itself the fact that it can do either or yeah even and that, i'm talking with like a blank text box you know i think it's not bad but not like i wouldn't kick out daring for this so if you don't own daring or you're looking for like overpower number 3 or manual dexterity number 3 then i think this is where that fills in
0: the solo and player in me basically looks at this and like the you can commit this skill to investigate or test the locations is meaningless so yeah but at least so like, if you're
1: if you're on your own the fact that you could effectively have four manual dexterities maybe isn't too bad so you could like two darings two manual dexterities and, and maybe two of this and then you like you're set to evade yeah that's not too bad if you've got the spots for it but I don't see it kicking out other established options
0: so what do you think that Pointing stick is it, is it a wand or is it? A... Yeah,
1: that's exactly what it is. It, um, because, yeah, I actually, uh, did some research, um, contacted the artist, and it turns out that this card is, was used as concept art for the Arkham Harry Potter crossover.
0: Right. Um, the one Leo guy's got the gun is... and the other guy's got the wand and they're about to.
1: Yep. Leo is literally about to say Expelliarmus. And, um, that that's what happened. I think there. I think what might have happened there is like the artist had to last minute like paint over Leo's face there. Like you can kind of see with like the kid, you can see how it's like he's in the shadow and it's not really clear who the kid is. But I, what it looks like what happened there is that you know there was it was like some other dude. Maybe it was like, maybe it was like Harry Potter's dad who was like originally in the and he had to he originally there and then the artist had to like paint over Harry Potter's dad's face with um. With Leo Anderson's, because you can see how like clear and crisp Leo's face is. Look at how wrinkled that brow is. You know, he's it's, it's just like you know, he's looking off into the distance. Because you could see, like, you could look at his eye lines there. Like, he is not actually pointing at the same thing that the kid's pointing at. Which, which, so it's like you got the you got the 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 wand over here, and then you've got the gun going like that way. You know, so they're 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 pointing at two different targets is what's going on here you could just look from the eye lines
0: how would you rate this one
1: probably an elder thing yeah it's hard to like i don't i don't see this being as anything but like card number 30 or card number 29 you know in a in a deck that really just wants that more some more icons yeah
0: i don't think i'm going to go that low i think i'm going to stick at zero i mean if it's you know overpower three and four de- manual decks, yeah. three or four, you know, I don't think you're doing yourself a disservice by putting this card in your deck, especially if you, yeah, like, that's fair, if you like skills. So, I mean, it's a nice card to have if you've got nothing else to play. Yeah. I, I, I think the, the, probably the, the toughest thing for this card is like you said, just cracking the lineup at all, yeah. because there's just so many options that,
1: yeah, also, keep in you mind know, we have defensive stance now from uh, Edge of the Earth. Yeah, like and, just just
0: having yeah. you know a couple of skill icons isn't really enough anymore to. Yeah. to do it, and and so many skills these days, like especially since Edge of the Earth, um, skill icons on skills have just proliferated yeah. to uh, very high numbers, and so one that just gives you two and two is. Not uh, not as it's, appealing as it might have been a couple. Yeah, it's not ago. the worst.
1: I have speaking of, I have run Beloved from Insmith Conspiracy for the exact same purpose of having effectively. I think in my case it was Guts number three and Guts number four. I have done that before to decent effect. I I, I see the viability of Overpower number three and Overpower number four. That being said, Daring exists. So what kind of rating are you going to give it?
0: I gave it a zero. I think it's fine. It's a card. It's, you're not, I, you know, if I, if you, if we sat down at a table and you were to play it, I'd be like, okay, well, it's, it's perfectly, <laughs> I wouldn't be like, oh, dear God, why does he have that yeah. in his deck? Yeah, that's <laughs> which true. Which is, which we can save out some cards.
1: And you know what you could do is you get to like go out and have beers over the fact that I committed it to a skill test, even though I wasn't at your location. That's right. And then right. you get to go like, oh, <laughs> It actually
0: happened. Get to blow wow. my mind.
1: Yeah, it actually happened. I thought I and was And we dead. get to talk about the artwork. So, oh yeah, here's the thing. The artwork, is that like a good part of the card? Or is it like a negative for the card that every time you play it, you have to discuss the artwork?
0: I think it's a positive because... Positive? I mean, okay. you, the artwork can be interpreted different ways. I mean, okay. sure, it could be that he's helping the young lad there aim properly. Or it could be a wand. Which I think I, is the I'm better the Which is the yeah. better explanation, I think. Yeah. So, I think I'm So you've got an old wand. man with his wand and a kid with a gun, and they're I don't know, what are they maybe a shagoth or something like that. But uh, Well if you look in the background
1: there, you see, and this is another thing that's great about this card. Look at that tree. That reminds me of like Africa. Yeah, it's
0: definitely they're right? definitely in Africa.
1: Are they shooting at like an elephant? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> no.
0: The kids get to shoot at it and the old guys get to shrivel it and it's yeah, uh, the elephant won't know what hit him the next card we're going to talk about is helping hand it has uh, it's a guardian skill with the innate trait you may commit helping hand to any type of test max one committed per test while helping hand is committed to a skill test double the skill icons of each other card committed to that test this was uh, one of the cards that was spoiled way back when the uh, the Scarlet Keys preview article uh, was released. What do you think about this one?
1: So I kind of wish... Th- so the main problem I have with this card is, in a, from a multiplayer setting, is that you are still limited to committing a single card to a friend skill test. This provides nothing by itself when you're doing that. So what's going to happen is, I, I can, I'm just going to see this happen, is I'm going to be like, I want to commit guts to help you with your Rotting Remains test. Oh, but I want to give you more icons, but I can't because even though I've I've committed guts and then Helping Hand, I can't because I'm at my one card limit. I kind of wish it was like an event for that reason. You know, I think the fact that it's a skill card is actually like holding it back. So, and and as a result, I think this makes this thing like overly restrictive. Like I don't like this card as a result. I would I would be playing unexpected courage like every time over this. I, I gotta admit, it's just so narrow.
0: Yeah, this is a this is a strange one. It didn't make a, a huge impression on me when it was uh, spoiled way back when, and yeah, just know, put, it... just
1: just run a card with icons on it instead. You yeah. know, and that way it always that way you can always help. You know, because you're going to hit a situation where, like, the only skill card you have in your hand is Helping Hand when you could have just had matching icons already, you know, and then you're adding another two or three even. Yeah, just yeah, by see, that, see,
0: that's where I think this card really hurts is those yeah. particular situations where it's just like, I'm down to my last skill card. Oh, it's Helping Hand. Okay, like, well, now that's I'm, it. I'm hooped yeah, because...
1: It, it doesn't do anything. If this yeah. had
0: any other icons on it I might be like one wild icon even would be better now the other reason I'm not a huge fan of this card is is largely because most tests don't require that many boosts yes. to pass and so you're That's true. you're unless you're trying to succeed by x or or do something like that you know okay you commit you commit guts, I throw in helping hand, now you're up for...
1: Yeah, that's what right? it's trying to do. Yeah. You know,
0: most investigators don't necessarily need that amount of... Right. That number of skill icons to uh, to pass things. Yeah, at and that point so, you're just
1: winning more. Yeah. You know, by, um, by overshooting. And and even though, like, as we were just discussing earlier with fighting lessons, we have cards like um, like, especially after Edge of the Earth, like... You can overshoot with a single card now. You don't need helping hand and another card to overshoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Now I would this... like I would
1: I would run Take the Initiative and Daring over this.
0: You know? Oh yeah. No, and Unexpected I...
1: Courage. <laughs> take... See,
0: I, that's the thing. Like I don't know what I take out to run this. Because there yeah, are just so that... many good guardian skills right now. I mean, you've yeah. just mentioned a few of them. Daring, take the initiative.
1: Steadfast even? Like, Step can have three, can have three um, willpower on it, like, and that's like your your third, your copy three and four of guts, you know, with three willpower. So it's like now you're looking at guts number five and six, you know, and then uh, no, nah. If if it were okay, I could see it having a, a, I could see it having a place if it were honestly, if it were seeker, because seekers have so much card draw. That they can hit that point where they're over committing and ha- like I'm thinking like a min deck, you know, could probably make good use of this, but min can't take it. Uh, and I also I do wish it was an event because I think the fact that you're only limited to committing one card to a friend's skill test really hurts this card because then even if you're set with multiple skill cards in your hand, you can't do it. You yeah. know, with with for friends, yeah.
0: Well, I would be remiss if we didn't mention the combo here with uh, Bestow Resolve and the Desperate Skills. You've mentioned a couple times that you can't use this and commit another card to the skill test. You can do that with a combination of Bestow Resolve, which is a card we'll look at a little bit later, which basically allows you to spend a charge and commit a card to your hand to a skill test. Oh, yeah, yeah, that would
1: break that would break the limit.
0: And it replaces yeah. all of that icon with wild skill icons. So the trick is you spend a charge, throw a desperate skill at somebody. They don't need to have the the restriction comes off the desperate skill. They get four wild right. skill icons. You helping hand it to eight. I could see, I mean, that's Yeah. In that, that situation, is... helping hand starts to look better, but that's Yeah. That's yeah. a con. So
1: But and that's the thing, like bestow resolve, something like that, where it's like it breaks the limit and does something by itself. Like, that's like that's more like it. So, like, even in the same box, there's like things that do the job better.
0: How would you rate this one?
1: Auto fail, don't play this. Wow, yeah, I wasn't
0: expecting that.
1: Yeah, this is just the card pool is big enough that, like, okay, so the card pool is getting big enough that the Floor for like a card's viability is getting. It's, I'm not saying it's getting like high, but it's not as low as it used to be. And when I'm when I'm talking about this, compare and comparing it to Unexpected Courage, like that's like auto fail territory. Like you've got people like were you've got you've got deck builders like having trouble fitting Unexpected Courage into decks, and I, and that's like one of the best cards in the game because it always works. So like a card that doesn't always work you know is it's it's tough to justify and then even then it's not like it it's gonna like work all the time and it's ah, just out of just don't play this play something else play take the initiative or steadfast or helping hand or like any of a zillion other cards that you know that already exist over this
0: yeah this is a tough one uh I'm going to give it an Elder Thing, I think. I I mean, it does a thing. Yep. It's not the... I mean, it will do something and probably help you pass a skill test. It's not a card that I think I will end up playing simply because I've never needed to double the skill icons on anything in the past and have done pretty well. So it's not like this is necessarily going to make the cut The, I think if you're using it in combination with Bestow Resolve there's something there but again if you're yeah. using Bestow Resolve and a Desperate skill you're already supplying four Wild Skill Icons to somebody like how many Wild Skill Icons do you honestly need to, to pass a skill yeah, exactly. like Promise of Power yeah. does plenty on its own and so having many Promises of Power at your disposal in that sort of deck is is uh,
1: yeah, plus, plus, puzzle so resolve you get to add you get to stack on um effects of the skill card, yeah, you know, which this does not, yeah,
0: yeah. So I'll I'll go elder thing and okay. we'll call it a day there. That's going to do it for part two of our look at the guardian cards in the uh Scarlet Keys Investigator expansion. Let us know what you think in the comments down below. Any uh, final thoughts on this batch of cards?
1: So I see we've got a few now, where we're starting to see a theme of cards that are like very narrow and kind of restrictive, and that doesn't always work out, is what I'm getting at. You have cards that are kind of narrow and restrictive, like one in the chamber, where it can only be used on a firearm, but it still works because it's still good value. But then you got you got stuff like helping hand, where it's re- it's kind of narrow and kind of restrictive, and it like there's it not there's not value there. So this is going to I think this is going to be an issue throughout the entire box. I got to I got to admit, spoiler alert guys. I think there's a lot of these.
0: <laughs> yeah, we were we were talking tentacles. a little bit about before uh, we started to record <laughs> yeah. how and I think we sort of reached this this point last cycle or even the cycle before that was where the the design space is getting narrower and narrower between like creating a card that is genuinely useful and sort of just missing the mark and creating something that's way overpowered and so to avoid creating things that are way overpowered we're getting these very niche cards that are good in certain situations but those that narrow the narrowness of them just you know we have so many good generally useful cards that exactly those narrow cards just like, yes, you can, yes, you can play them. They're not, you're not doing your deck a disservice by putting them in and, and using them. But when you just look at the options, it's like, say with fighting lessons, right? It's like, well, I could play fighting lessons or I could play daring or any of the other skills that we've received. You know, we received an edge of the earth And stuff like that and so it just sort of you kind of look at them and you're like well it's it's playable but
1: i've already got daring and it universally works yeah yeah and so that is going to be a problem um as especially and i've noticed i noticed this was already starting to happen with cards like voice of raw and 21 or bust cards that seem like they're balanced around the ideal happening rather than the typical happening and i think helping hand is a prime example of somebody somewhere saying oh my god i can double someone's promise of power and then they had to like nerf it down somehow yeah the problem is cards like that are not actually very good the ones that where the on paper is of a specific circumstance yeah
0: Well, we are going to uh, dive into the experience cards here in the uh, next two parts of our Guardian Review, and I hope you'll uh, stay tuned for that. That's going to do it for this episode. If you enjoyed what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. If you need to contact me, I can be reached at manfromlang at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter at manfromlang. Until the stars are right, keep your shotgun close and your elder sign closer. Take care out there, and happy investigating.